Father's Day is a particularly troubling holiday for so many of us because of our conflicted feelings about our fathers. For quite a few Americans, it's a day of celebration with barbecues and funny gifts honoring the men who have been a loving presence in their children's lives. But for those of us who have had an absent father or an abusive father, we are left with conflicted feelings on this holiday. We know that the Bible says to honor our parents. That means our fathers too, and our days will be long. But what do we do with the anger and resentment we feel for fathers who abandoned us, or for fathers who terrified us with physical and verbal abuse? Years ago, the mother of my daughter's best friend and I planned a joint vacation for our two families. The other mother and I sat at a distance one night as we watched our husbands playing with our children on the beach. It was easy to see how much our husbands loved our children. They were loving and kind and patient. And they allowed the children to be seen and heard. The kids felt special. They felt important. They felt wanted. We couldn't help but notice how our husbands treated our daughters. They were their little princesses. And as this mother and I sat there watching our families, somehow the phrase, nobody's princess, entered the conversation. She and I had both been raised by absentee fathers, if that even makes sense. Let me say it a different way. Our fathers weren't present. We had both wanted our fathers in our lives. Thankfully, we had grandfathers. We had other men who stood up and served that in that capacity. But our own fathers, our biological fathers, were not present. We knew that our fathers were out there. We knew of our fathers, other families. We knew that our fathers had daughters and we assumed that those daughters were loved, that those daughters were cared for, that those daughters were treated as princesses. My friend and I shared our stories of pain and of abandonment and how it had manifested in every relationship we had. It hurt us as grown women to realize that we were nobody's princess when we were younger. We longed for fathers who would hold our hands and wipe away our tears. We longed for fathers to tell us that we were beautiful and special and worthy of love. But we never received that. Sadly, the first man to break our hearts had been our fathers. 
through the years, I've watched my own daughters come to life beneath the steady gaze of their father. He's been their hero. To them, he was larger than life. He could do no wrong. He was their daddy. He is their daddy. And they are his princesses, no matter how old they get. To my daughters, this holiday is special because their father is special. My current husband and I have no children together. And as a matter of fact, he does not have children of his own. So in our household right now, this is just another day. Of course, he will honor his father. But other than that, the day will go on as usual. But as I sit here reflecting and recording this podcast, I'm flooded with so many memories, so many thoughts of what this holiday is supposed to be and then what it actually is for me. My own father died several years ago. I found out on Facebook, one of his children posted a message and didn't realize that I hadn't yet heard the news. When I read the post on social media, I was stunned. And then the tears came. And now I look back on that moment. I don't know if I was crying from sadness because of his death or if I was crying because the loss of a dream died with him. My idea of what my relationship was supposed to look like would never be. I would never have the loving, doting, caring father because that idea, that dream died with him. If I tell the truth, I would have to admit that at times my father was verbally abusive. He would say things to me that no father should ever say to his daughter. And the few times I was in his presence, he treated me harshly. Of course, he would apologize, and then the love bombing would begin. And if I'm going to tell the truth, I have to admit this too, that at the time of his death, I was angry with him. During our last conversation, he had hurt me with his words. He was always so careless with his words. And as a writer, words mean so much to me. So when he had said something to hurt me, I had ended the call. And then I ignored the next few times that he called. And for over a week, I allowed his messages to go to voicemail. I still have those messages recorded and saved. But at the time of his death, as I said, I was angry with him. And I had made it clear in no uncertain terms that I wanted 
no parts of him or any kind of relationship with him until he respected me. He didn't have to love me, but he needed to respect me. And until he did that, he would be met with my silence. I think I was angry with my father, not for his harsh and careless words, but for his failure to love and protect me the way I thought a father should. I had wanted a hero, and he was never that for me. For over a month, my father sat in the morgue. Finally, I made the decision that I would go and claim his body. I would do right by him, although he had never done right by me. My husband and my son traveled to West Africa, identified my father's body, and we made the necessary arrangements to have a Christian service and then a cremation. Not all of his children were pleased with the decision that I made, but I made it. And I hope that one day I will return to Accra and scatter my father's ashes beneath his favorite waterfall. But when I do that, I want to make sure that I have complete forgiveness in my heart. And that I can forgive and love my father in a way that truly honors him. But until that moment, I know that his ashes are cared for and he is where he wanted to be in the country that he loved. While I was there in West Africa, the country that my father called home for 30 years, I met his friends and they were all wonderful men, godly examples of what a father should be. They had loved my dad and they told me how much my father had loved me. I know my father loved me in his own way because he often told me that. But words are not deeds. Words don't put food in a child's empty stomach or tuck that child in at night. Words don't fend off predators, real or imagined. And words are just not enough. I think what saddens me on this Father's Day is that I'm not alone. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, 18.4 million children, that's one in four, lives without a biological stepfather or adopted father in the home. According to the website National Fatherhood Initiative, that's enough children to fill New York City twice or Los Angeles four times over. Think about that. 
Children without their fathers in their homes are 47% more likely to live in poverty. And daughters with absent fathers are more likely to engage in risky sexual behavior when their fathers are absent and they're more likely to have children out of wedlock. Adolescent sons without their fathers in the home are more likely to carry guns and engage in juvenile delinquency, drug dealing, etc. There's so many negative statistics regarding absentee fathers. And I know right now that if I were to open the phone lines, I would hear stories from men and women about the impact of not having their fathers in their lives. Sadly, our society condones single parent households. It's become the norm, it's socially acceptable, it's normalized. Yet we refuse to see the correlation between the destruction of societal values and fathers neglecting their God-given role. That's another conversation for another day. For those of you who are listening to this podcast, I send you my love, my prayers on this Father's Day. I hope that you were raised by a wonderful father who adored you, who protected you, who provided for you. But sadly, I know statistically, that's probably not the case. Like me, you may not have known your father's love. You may not have felt encouraged and protected and wanted and needed. You may not have felt if you were a woman if you are a woman, that you are your father's princess. On this Father's Day, I encourage you to honor your feelings, whatever they are, and to honor yourself. If you were lucky enough to have a male role model in your life, thank that person for standing in the gap. For the men out there who have children, if you are not involved in your child's life, change that today, pick up the phone. Regardless of how you feel about that child's mother, be present in your child's life because your absence will be felt for generations. Your children need you more than you can ever imagine. They don't need your money. They don't need your gifts. They need your presence. They need your love, your unconditional love. Finally, I would like to say Happy Father's Day to the men who are doing what needs to be done, who are loving and kind examples of fatherhood, men who protect and provide for their children, those who they brought biologically into this world and those who they call their sons and daughters. You're the heroes. 
To the men who have stood in the gap in my own life, I say thank you. I thank you for being a godly and loving example of fatherhood, for protecting and providing for me, for praying for me. Thank you for being there for me. To all the fathers everywhere, happy Father's Day. Thank you.